Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey, and welcome to episode 39 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the reticular activating system and running. So the reticular activating system is abbreviated RAS, and we're going to talk about the effects on running and also just overall how you can use it to enhance your running. So this episode was sponsored by OutSchool. Uh, you can go to OutSchool or outschooler.me backslash Sarah with an H to get $20 off your first class, which essentially covers at least one class for your child 18 years and under. Um, my kids have taken anything, art classes, uh, ACT prep, entrepreneurship, computer classes, um, even just little chat classes about interests that they have or, you know, math classes, anything and everything uh, K through 12. So again, it's uh, outschooler. O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L-E-R dot me backslash Sarah with an H to get $20 off. Okay, let's get to the topic. All right, so the reticular activating system and running. So what is the RAS? So it is a network of neurons located in your brainstem, and it projects anteriorly to the hypothalamus. It's responsible for your wakefulness, uh, your ability to focus, and then also for your fight or flight response. And I just want to say, like, if you remember nothing else from this episode, the reticular activating system is really the mechanism to make your goals happen, whether it's in running or in your life. So it's really responsible for being able to see the things that are out there. And it's it's literally the things that have always been there, but then you're seeing them. So picture a time when you've been injured and you haven't been able to run. And then you're like going to the grocery store. What do you see? You literally, if you're like me, you see runners everywhere. It's like, where were these people before? Now that I'm injured and I can't run, I'm crabby about it. And I'm seeing these runners everywhere. Uh, that's something I've experienced. And maybe you have too. Uh, the other thing is even just on a regular day, day like if you if you hit snooze and you didn't work out and then inevitably you're out there you're thinking about how you didn't run and then you're seeing runners or you're seeing like people out working out and you're like damn it I didn't do it today um, but I'm seeing all these people out there uh, and then the third way that I think like about how it, I, it jumps out at me is how you remember certain races. So you've, you know, if you're been running a long time, you've probably done a lot of road races, but think about it. You only remember like a distinct few and you probably remember real specific moments from those. Why do you remember those? You see those things because your reticular activating system. So every second, literally every second, your brain is processing 4 million pieces of info. That's generalized, but that's the research shows like 400 million, you know, take, that's an 
average. But all this information is coming at you all the time, and it's certainly not getting any less with the internet and everything else, okay? So your brain has to filter those. It can only process about 2,000 pieces of information per second, which is still so much. So what does your RAS do? Uh, you know, because we're runners and we like pasta, I think about it like a pot of pasta that you have boiled, and then you're going to put into a colander. So if you put the pasta in the colander, the water goes away, all the other stuff goes away, maybe that salt, it sifts it all out. And what comes out is what is important, which is the pasta, right, that you want to eat. So the RAS is filtering all these like all this information that's coming in all the time and they're getting that out and it's trying to bring to you what it thinks is important to you. So it's why you, let's say you're in a crowded room, right? You're running into like a, a banquet or um, a big crowded hall. Who do you see? You see your own child or you see your husband. Like why do you see them versus like all the other people? Uh, or if you're at a conference and you literally see someone you haven't seen forever, like how did you pick them out? It's your RAS. That's how you picked them out. Um, because your brain has deemed that those people are important to you. So when they see that, it zeroes it in. It's not that they're not seeing the other people. It's just that they're f- that the reticular activating system is filtering it out. So how does it choose specifically? I already kind of mentioned it. It's what's important to you. Why is something important to you? It's based on your beliefs. And I've talked in the last couple podcasts. I'm not going to do like all my podcasts on mindset and all these things, but I thought this one is especially relevant. Um, just because I've been talking about goal setting, I've been talking about mindset, and I wanted to talk about a little bit of the science behind it with the reticular activating system and running. So anyway, it's choosing all these things, what gets in based on your beliefs. And what you believe is what you'll perceive. And if you have repetition, you can change those thoughts. You can rewire your brain. Now, what you don't want to do is law. You don't want to say, I run every morning and like tell yourself that and try to get your reticular activating system to believe that if you literally hit snooze like I do sometimes and you don't, it's not true. Then you want to change it and you want to be like, I get up by such and such time to run in the morning. Like you want to make it a specific thing. Don't lie to your brain because it won't work. Um, If you usually run in the morning, that's the kind of thing that you want to report to yourself and make some kind of like um, statement and thought, a powerful thought that your brain will perceive. Um, what a couple of things before I go into like the relationship between the reticular activating system and running that I do want to get back to thoughts is that if you say a thought out loud, it is 10 times more powerful than if you think it. So whether or not you're running with it, let's say you're running along with a friend and you're like, oh my God, I'm so tired today. Like that's so powerful that you have just said that. It's 10 times more powerful than saying positively like, oh gosh, I, you know, uh, I'm so proud of myself that I got out of bed this morning and I'm out here. Like, I'm so glad that we got together. Like if you can rephrase it into something positive, it's going to be so much more positive on your body. Um, they say that 80% of illnesses and injuries are actually, actually exacerbated by a negative thought. So if you sit there and say to your running friend, like in the middle of a road race and you're like, I feel like crap today. You know what is going to happen is crap in, crap out. Like thoughts, the crappy thoughts are going to lead to like crappy legs. Um, so just try to if you take nothing away. Don't verbalize any of your negative thoughts. Like turn it around and say it in a positive way in some uh, way. 
Okay, moving on to just like the rest of it is going to focus on the reticular activating system. I've got 10 ways that I really think that it can translate into your running and make make you more apt to set your goals and meet your goals and uh, have positive running experiences. Okay, so examples of seeing things that were already there. Okay, with racing. All right. So the RAS, who are you going to see? This is going to be your choice and your thoughts are going to help you make that choice of who you want to see. If you tell yourself in your thoughts that you're racing and you're just like, you really wanted to be up in the half, front half, half, and now you're falling behind and you focus, who are you going to see? You're going to see the people that are passing you or you're going to see the people you are passing. All right. It doesn't matter how many. It doesn't matter if there's 20 people that are passing you and two people that you're passing. You want your brain to focus in on those people you are passing. So if you can feed your brain the thoughts that you want to focus on passing people, and if it's not passing people, it's passing a pole, something like that that can get your mind off the fact that people might be passing you. Yeah, it might be happening. But if you can focus on, yes, but I'm going after this next person. I just passed one. That's what you want to do. You want your particular activating system to work for you and not against you. Uh, So you're going to get a lot more energy if you think about the people you're passing versus the people that are passing you. All right, the second example, you're going to see a lot of hills coming up. What do you see? Do you see the hill or do you see the downhill? Because they're both going to be there. So if you focus your reticular activating system, I mean, you're not going to be able to, you can't like say to your reticular activism system, I want to focus on this. But if you, you train your brain so that when you see a hill that you're like, wow, a downhill is coming up and I'm going to have the chance to shake out my arms and to like really sh- stretch out my legs. Um, you know, this uphill is going to be a really strong climb and then I'm going to have the opportunity to shake it off. Like, which one are you going to focus on? Are you going to be like, oh, the hill's coming up? Crap. Like now it's, my times are going to get slower and my legs are tired. And, you know, if you start thinking about that hill and how it's going to negatively affect you, it's just going to be a worse experience. So again, it's, it's seeing things that were already there, the hill and the downhill downhill are both there. It's just which one is your brain going to focus on? This takes time. I, I, I'm always trying to work on this and I'm by far not an expert. Um, so when I do these kind of podcasts, it's as much for me as any listener that's out there. Uh, but I definitely try to think about how I'm going to feel at the top of the hill, how I'm going to feel on the downhill and you know, look at what's, what can be positive about it. Maybe it's even when you get to the top of the hill, you're going to be able to see the sunrise, you know, something. Okay. Number three, again, these are all things that were already there. It's just which part of you you're going to see. So weather, okay? Yeah, the weather is going to be there. It's going to be too hot. It's going to be too cold. It's going to be raining. Uh, so let's focus. The first one is going to be on rain or snow, okay? Uh, the drizzle can be there to like make you wet and make you whine and make you uncomfortable, or it can be there to cool you off. It can be there to water the flowers. It can be there to give you kind of that relaxed vibe. Like you can either like the rain or you cannot. So if you don't like the rain, it's just probably going to end up being a pretty crappy run. But if you tell yourself that, you know, I see the rain as something that's you know therapeutic and kind of like gives me a good vibe it's kind of like relaxing like think about how you'd feel if you're sleeping and you heard the rain like why can't you feel like that while you're while you're running and it's raining uh so you know drizzle can be a really positive thing that first like if you see snowflakes if you think about like christmas morning how do you feel when you see snow there why can't you feel like that when you're on the run like try to feel like a kid that's that's the kind of things that i'm trying to say 
Um, same with the cold or the heat. All right. I'm not saying, especially like if you're, you know, in your forties and beyond, like we have to be careful about temperature and running like that. We don't go to two extremes, but I've said this in another podcast, extreme cold and extreme hot are actually really good for our systems, for our immune system, for our longevity. Uh, so if you think of that, and you also think that this is getting you acclimated to the heat or the cold uh, and making you stronger, it's gonna make the run a lot more doable. Uh, let's see, okay, uh, the next one is just like how you feel. And so that's, you know, I'm talking about like seeing things that are already there, but it's also just like feeling things that are already there. So you're already gonna have, like if you sit there and you think about like, does your toe hurt? <laughs> um, you know, how's your head feel? How does your like, hands feel like doing a full body review uh is actually can be a really good thing and feel like how do my legs feel they feel really strong how do my arms feel like they feel a little bit tight but they actually feel like they're getting looser like reframing everything in a little bit of a different manner uh especially as we get older and we feel stiff like instead of being like oh my gosh i'm so stiff when i stand up being like i'm gonna stretch so that my body feels looser it's these tiny little shifts that trick our ras into like like, oh, I feel looser. Like it really does work. It's proven to work. I'm not just talking a bunch of Looney Tunes stuff. Um, so that that's part of it. Okay, the next thing is related to running and our life, okay? So, you know, I'm talking about all the things, seeing things that have already been there. We all have a calendar on our wall or on our phone, and we see that, right? What we usually see is like busy, okay? It's like stat calendar, soccer games, uh, appointments, orthodontist appointments, uh, you know, work meetings, blah, blah, blah. We see all these things. Can you see all that or can you see the tiny windows where you could be exercising and doing little things? So if you look at your calendar and you're just like, Whew, gosh, this is so stressful. Or can you look at it and be like, oh, I have 10 minutes there. I can literally do two planks and I can do some stretches in between there and then I'll feel better for my afternoon. So it's, you know, trying to look at your schedule and try to find tiny windows where you can schedule in, you know, maybe a walk. If you can't run, maybe you can fit in a 10 minute walk with the dogs or, uh, you know, just like I said, a couple planks, little things, a little stretch workout. So again, your RAS is is being used to look at and find pockets of time instead of just looking at it and giving you like this sense of stress and busyness. Okay, I love number seven. This is one of my favorites. Uh, and it's really opening your eyes and trying to see, I need to stop saying try, uh, and seeing new places to run. So if you're driving like in a new city or even in your current city, like keep your eyes open and start focusing on new areas where you could go for a run on a weekend or on a weekday. You know, maybe it's a new trail. Maybe you just see like, wow, that's a neat neighborhood. I'm going to go check it out. Like open your eyes and explore. We don't do enough of this right now. You know, we do, we tend to get in our set ways and we just run on the same trails. So really open your eyes, be open to see things that have always been there, but in a new way, whether it's, uh, you know, maybe go downtown, like do something different and, you know, have and focus like take out your headphones listen to the sounds the sounds have been there too uh and your particular activating system kind of tunes all that out so then all of a sudden you're listening to whatever's in your headphones which i love like i'm totally love my airpods but every once in a while we need to listen to nature we need to listen to maybe it's just kids playing on the playground like take a minute and just listen to the noises out there all right uh number eight is another one of my favorites 
Uh, I've talked a lot about like healthy eating and definitely not depriving ourselves, but really focusing on what is grown in the ground, what's natural, just avoiding, like we know, avoid the the aisles of the supermarket that are just packaged foods. But what's how does the reticular activating system get involved here? Okay. We can see the beauty and the color and the vibrance of healthy food and actually like think about how it's going to make us feel. So like which is like more neater to look at, like a really shiny red apple or a potato chip? You know, I think once you think about that, like all of a sudden you see the shiny red apple and it looks pretty darn good. Uh, or like a fruit smoothie, like compared to maybe a, another cup of coffee, like which is more, more catchy to the eye. Like focus on like the, put it, put your fruit in a really pretty bowl and focus on how good it looks um, versus, you know, that kind of, I don't know, like cookies are not actually that pretty if you compare it to like a really pretty salad and, you know, try to see the beauty in the foods that you eat and don't just, you know, I've got to have, I have to have a salad, like make it look good, pretty and neat to go bowl with like some pomegranate seeds that brighten it up and some feta cheese that looks good. And uh, just again, see the beauty, see the color and see the vibrance of it uh, versus the stuff that's in a package that you have to open up. Like it's really not the same effect. So that's your RAS as well. Like eventually it's going to zero in on the, to the, like the fresh fruits and vegetables, just because they look prettier. All right, and then this takes us right to number nine, which is your body. And the, the same exact thing goes. Like you can look at your body, it's always been there, but what are you gonna look at it and what are you gonna see? Are you gonna see your strong ankles and your strong calves and your strong arms? And your, you know, whether or not you've been running for a day or like 40 years, your body is strong and it is made to move and it is a powerful thing. So if you look for positive parts of your body, you're gonna find them. If you look at your legs and you wanna complain about them, then you're going to find the bad parts. So this is another filter that you need to teach your mind how to use properly when you're looking at your own body. And this one took me a long time to learn, but I'm pretty proud. Like now when I look in the mirror, like my legs are strong. Uh, so, you know, see the good parts and don't focus on the other. Like that's not that you can filter that out. Again, how many thoughts did I say? Our body, uh, every second, we have 400 million pieces of information coming in and our brain has to filter those out. It can only process about 2000 per second. So you need to teach your brain to filter out all the stuff that's just not relevant. It's really not relevant if you don't like the tops of your arms. Like it's just not. Okay. Uh, that was number nine. And then number 10, uh, this one's super relevant to runners because we all have these devices now where we track our time, we track our miles, we track our data, we track how fast we went up that hill compared to last week. Okay. And you can see these times as like, wow, you know, this week was great, last week was crap. Or you can just look at it and try to look at each time and each achievement in a way where there's always something good about it. And if you teach your brain to do that, then eventually it's not going to happen overnight. This takes a while to do. And I'm again, I'm a work in progress. But eventually you're not going to look down and see like, oh, geez, I ran nine miles and that was two minutes slower than last week. Eventually you're going to look at it and be like, oh, that was nine miles. And these particular splits were faster than, you know, I thought they were going to be. This split was remarkably good. This time I went up the hill good. I had a, you know, a slower start, but then I picked it up. And, or, you know, I might've finished a little bit slow, but I stretched afterwards and overall it was good. 
Um, so you're going to teach yourself to see that time as a positive thing and not a negative. Uh, so overall, uh, this was just a quick summary of the reticular activating system and running and how, you know, we're out there, we're out in nature, we see things. There's all these things that have always been there and we just don't always see them. We hear all these things that are out there. We just don't always hear the things that are best for our brains. Uh, so, you know, overall, to reach your goals, if you visualize, if you say, if you, you can achieve anything realistic, if you think about it and you just zap those negative thoughts out of your brain. Uh, so really think about it. Just if you if remember that colander and the pasta and how it's like filtering out all the junk and that's what you want to do to yourself uh, and the thoughts that you're having. And I think you'll see that it has a really impactful effect on your running, on your injuries, on your strength, and even on your nutrition and just overall body image. Uh, so that's the RAS and running. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this quick little scientific show, even though I didn't go into too much of the science between behind it. I think you got the idea that it's actually a network of neurons firing and you can use it, uh, you, you can use it against you or you can use it for you. And I hope uh, all the runners, walkers, fitness enthusiasts out there use it for you. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.